0: Thoughts from Meharry Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 90 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to explain why the recent ruling against Trump's sanctuary city order is a win for the 10th Amendment. So a federal judge has smacked down Donald Trump's Sanctuary City executive order, and not surprisingly, the right has erupted in outrage. I've seen a lot of, uh, or heard a lot of talk about activist liberal judges and how horrible the judiciary is. Of course, 99% of the people pontificating about the ruling haven't actually read it, and I have all 49 pages of it. And I'll link to it in the show notes page if you want to read it for yourself. But this is actually a good ruling. And even more surprisingly, it is a constitutionally solid ruling, or at least as constitutionally solid as you're ever going to get from a federal judge. Now, I know a lot of people that are big anti-immigration or anti-illegal immigration type people are angry with me already, and you may be reaching to turn off the podcast, please do me a favor and at least hear me out. At least let me make the case as to why this is a good ruling for the 10th Amendment and if you really care about limiting the federal government. Now, Santa Clara County and San Francisco in California argued that withholding all or big chunks of their federal funding in order to punish them for refusing to cooperate with federal immigration enforcement would violate a well-established legal principle known as the anti-commandeering doctrine. Now, they never used this term, but that's what they were talking about. They really put it in 10th Amendment terms. Now, we can debate what the Trump administration really meant to do by the EO, and it's not clear if the feds mean to go as far as taking away all funding or taking away big chunks of funding, practically speaking. In fact, during the hearings, the government argued that it was only intended to take away a narrow range of funding that was actually related to immigration enforcement, which I don't really think anybody would have a problem with. Now, here's what I think is going on. The EO is intended to be narrowly tailored and to apply only to funding connected to immigration enforcement, as the government argued before the court. But it wasn't very well written. And on top of that, publicly, the administration has oversold what it actually did in the order. Uh, and, And they did this to throw red meat to its supporters who want tough action on immigration. So in other words, they've talked about defunding sanctuary cities, when in reality, they were only looking at pulling specific funding. But in this case, the judge went very broad in his interpretation, and he based his injunction on the rhetoric that's been coming out of the Trump uh, administration. And honestly, if you read uh, read his decision, he makes a pretty convincing argument, but – Nevertheless, the judge felt like the language in the order was vague enough to support the conclusion uh, of these cities and counties that the feds intend to take away big chunks of federal funding. And of course, that's what all of the supporters of the policy want, right? I mean, if you're, if you're a supporter of defunding Sanctuary City, you want them to take away as much funding as possible in order to punish them for not following through on your policy. Anyway, regardless of whether the judge went too broad in interpreting the executive order, what he said about separation of powers and the Tenth Amendment in his ruling are a huge win. I mean, he got it absolutely right. Now, since 1842, the Supreme Court has held that the federal government cannot force states or their political subdivisions, so cities and counties, to utilize their personnel and resources in order to implement federal programs or enforce federal laws. This principle rests on the Tenth Amendment and the resulting separation of powers between state and federal governments. The central case in the anti-commandeering doctrine is Prince versus U.S. You might know it as the uh, Sheriff Matt case. And it revolved around the Brady gun law, and in a nutshell, the court held that the federal government could not force local sheriffs to uh, establish and maintain a gun registry on behalf of the federal government. Essentially, the uh, court said that the federal government has to do it itself if it wants it done. So. The federal government has the ultimate responsibility to enforce federal law. That's the anti-commandeering doctrine in a nutshell. State and local governments can assist with enforcement if they want to, but the federal government cannot compel them to help. The court has long held that using the threat of withholding funding in a coercive manner violates the anti-commandeering doctrine. This was specifically applied in the Obamacare case when Judge Roberts held that the federal government could not coerce states into expanding Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act by threatening to withdraw current Medicaid funding. And, of course, this was a ruling that the uh, conservatives all cheered. Uh, Ironically, it's this same reasoning that the uh, judge is applying to this sanctuary city issue. So as part of his ruling, the judge applied the anti-commandeering doctrine to the Trump executive order. And here's how he summed up the plaintiff's argument. He said, The counties have demonstrated that their sanctuary policies reflect their local judgment of what policies and practices are most effective for maintaining public safety and community health. Because they argue that the executive order seeks to undermine this judgment by attempting to compel them to change their policies and enforce the federal government's immigration laws in violation of the 10th Amendment, their claims implicate a constitutional interest. The judge went on to say that the counties in the city would prevail in this argument, most likely. He said the counties argue that Section 9A of the executive order violates the Tenth Amendment because it attempts to conscript states and local jurisdictions into carrying out federal immigration law. The counties are likely to succeed on this claim as well quote, the federal government may not compel the states to enact or administer a federal regulatory program. That's from a uh, case called New York versus U.S. Quote, the federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems, nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program, unquote. That comes directly from Prince versus U.S. So, In the ruling, the judge quotes directly from Prince the primary anti-commandeering doctrine case. He also cites Sibelius, the Obamacare case, in this decision. This is the aspect of Oryx's decision that strongly affirms the Tenth Amendment and the anti-commandeering doctrine that flows from it. So by reaffirming this important principle, Oryx empowers state and local governments. The anti-commandeering doctrine provides a court-approved tool states can use to resist federal action. It just seems really stupid to me to undermine this basic separation of powers doctrine in order to force some progressive cities to deport some undocumented aliens. If the feds can make cities enforce immigration law, then practically speaking, they can force the states and the cities to enforce gun laws, drug laws, implement Obamacare, and do anything else they want to do. To oppose this ruling, to oppose this aspect of the judge's decision is to essentially overturn Prince v. U.S., which is the only SCOTUS case that actually supports the Tenth Amendment and separation of powers. Believe me, progressives would love this. Now, some people will say, Mike, immigration is a proper function of the federal government, and the states have to do it. No. No. The policy isn't relevant. The issue is separation of powers. The point is that the feds cannot coerce the states into enforcing federal laws or implementing federal programs regardless of their constitutionality. The feds cannot direct state resources and personnel. This is a good thing. You do not want the feds to undermine this important doctrine. Instead, use it to your advantage. Get busy and create sanctuary cities and sanctuary states for guns using the same principle. Refuse to cooperate with the feds. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Harry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10 Center.com. And remember, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, do it. It's free over at iTunes. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.